It is an act of evil on a scale that we've never seen in this country before. At 7.15 this morning, in a Virginia Tech dormitory, a lone gunman shot and killed two people, beginning what would become the deadliest shooting spree in U.S. history. More than two hours later, undetected, he had reached an engineering classroom building where he killed 30 people more. On April 16th, 2007, the worst mass school shooting in American history unfolded, claiming 32 lives. It started around 9 o'clock in the morning when a shooter walked into the Norris Hall building, a building that was full of classrooms, locked the front doors with chains, left a note that anyone who attempts to break the chains open, a bomb will explode. The shooter walked to the second floor to room 206. There were 13 students inside with the professor teaching. He started shooting with two guns, killing nine of them, including the professor, injuring the rest. As he was shooting, down the hall was Fred Cook. Fred Cook was a student in Dr. Livio Labrescu's class in room 204. I studied engineering mechanics at Virginia Tech, and Dr. Labrescu was a professor. He taught several classes, but he was a world-renowned expert in solid mechanics. Dr. Labrescu was a Yid who was born in Romania in 1930. He had survived the Holocaust, communism, was held captive by his country at the time because he was a brilliant professor in engineering and didn't want to let him out. Until then, Prime Minister Menachem Begin intervened and brought him to Israel where he taught at Tel Aviv University until 1985. Came to Virginia Tech for a year. He loved it so much and he remained there ever since. He could have retired long before. He did not need to be at Virginia Tech, but he loved doing it, right? He loved teaching and he loved working with students. He would always take the time to ask me about my life and about how I was doing, what other classes I was in and what I did outside of school and how my family was doing. On that fateful morning, Dr. Labreski was teaching his class. Fred Cook was in it amongst other students. I remember that we heard this banging noise coming from behind us and remember it could like feel through the wall. I think my first thought was that it was some, maybe there was some construction, somebody was using a nail gun or something. Until they heard screaming and suddenly they realized that their lives were in danger. It was clear that the shooter was going from room to room. Dr. Lepresky stopped and kind of looked at the class and we all kind of looked at each other. They tried to grab some desks and push it against the door to block the shooter from entering, but they realized that the desks were nailed to the ground, to the floor, they couldn't move it. The next option was to run to the back of the classroom and hide behind desks in the back of the classroom. I remember hiding behind a desk and just waiting, but it was clear that we were just, you know, that we, there was nothing to wait for. This wasn't stopping, there wasn't help coming. Somebody was gonna walk through that door at any second, probably, and start shooting. And as everybody was running, including Fred Cook, to try to save themselves, one man who stood at the front of the classroom walked over to the door to block it. That was Dr. Livio Labrescu. He was scared, I was scared, all of us were. We all knew what was happening and we all knew what was coming. And one student, had the idea of jumping out one of the windows. This is, you know, a big old building, and so we're probably 20 feet off. This kid jumped out the window and was gone. And a bunch of students started following him, and they started jumping. And Fred was sitting there behind one of the desks thinking how insane this moment is. I wasn't sure that that was what to do, and I remember turning and looking at Dr. Labrescu, and I remember that he motioned to go towards the window. And I did. I, you know, climbed out and was kind of like hanging on the edge. As he was holding on to the ledge, for dear life, 
looking at Dr. Lebreski one last time, he saw the fear, and yet he also sensed the determination and the courage in his eyes. I was asking him to, you know, to save himself, that I wanted him to live also, and I think, you know, I think I was getting the same from him. I think that he wanted me to live. It was clear to everybody in the classroom that Dr. Olivia Lebreski was standing at the door, making sure that his students, the people that were under his care, were saved first before he did anything. That was his intent, was if we could survive, if we could get out the window and he could stay there, that there was some selflessness in, in him staying by the door. The next thing I remember was that the gunfire felt like it was right in front of me. It felt like it was in the room. He let go, and that was the last time he saw Dr. Lebreski Seeing him in the front of the class and holding his gaze for a couple of brief moments throughout that is something that stays with me and that I will never forget. That day was Yom HaShoah, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Two days later, on April 18, 2007, President Bush visited the Holocaust Memorial Museum in Washington and gave a speech. And he encouraged the nation and anybody watching to take strength from the example of the courage of Dr. Livio Lebreski. With the gunman set to enter his class, this brave professor blocked the door with his body while his students fled to safety. On the day of remembrance, this Holocaust survivor gave his own life so that others may live. And this morning we honor his memory and we take strength from his example. I think all the time about a responsibility to live my life in a way that would honor everyone that died there and Dr. Lebrescu specifically. His Levaya was covered by dozens of major news media outlets. Everyone was so moved by the selflessness and the heroism of this incredible Yid who stood tall in his final moments after all the horrors he's been through, teaching the world that living a life with purpose begins with knowing what you're willing to die for. And to Dr. Livio Lebrescu, that was putting others before himself. He found something where he could help people every single day, where he could build relationships with people, where he could teach a meaningful skill and do something that he was incredible at. And he did that every day up until the moment that he died. He, you know, he lived to help others.